right. Welcome to In Plain Sight, Jeremy from Kentucky and Republic Broadcasting Network. Go to republicbroadcasting.org. Smash that donate button. Send the much-needed fundage. Because free speech is not free. This is the cathedral of free speech, the sanctuary for free speech, if you will, on your Wednesday night health and wellness, where free speech can come in and sing a hymnal uh, and be sheltered from the degeneracy uh, of the outside world and the uh, total uh, people that are trying to destroy our, sec- our First Amendment and Second Amendment. want to do a st- uh, clip tonight from Pastor Stephen Anderson uh, talking about uh, remaining confident and trusting in the Lord when you're winning those small battles. Uh, and, and that as a Christian, you will win the war uh, with the Lord Jesus on your side. And a lot of times it feels like we're losing. when We see the degeneracy around us, the election fraud, uh, the FBI crackdowns, uh, the crackdowns on our freedom through COVID. But you know what? You got to hang in there. Uh, you may lose a battle or two here and there. Um, but we're going to win the war. Play that clip, Mike, uh, if you would, and I'll be back on the other side of the break with commentary. Oh, Mike's, Mike's restarting the clip. Amen. The title of my sermon this morning is Winning the war, winning the war. Sometimes you lose a battle, but you can still win the war. Now, we're going to come back to Judges chapter 20, but if you would flip over to 2 Corinthians chapter number 4 in the New Testament, 2 Corinthians chapter number 4, you don't have to win every battle in order to win the war. The Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter number 4, verse number 8, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed, We are perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed, always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. Now, back in that story in Judges chapter 20, if you want to turn back there, the remarkable thing about this is that the children of Israel are for sure on the right side and they are for sure fighting a righteous battle. The Benjamites have done extreme wickedness. This violent, perverted act has been carried out. They're refusing to punish the people responsible. Israel is for sure on the right side. Not only that, they keep seeking God and asking God, and God tells them, go fight this battle. This is the right battle for you to be fighting. Go fight against Benjamin. Get rid of this wickedness. So Israel is for sure doing right. They go and they fight the first battle and they lose. Then they go back and do it again. They lose again. Okay, so the first point I want to make is that being in the right does not mean that you are going to win every battle in life. Just because you're right with God, just because you are fighting for a righteous cause, it doesn't mean that you're going to win every round, but I guarantee you, you will win the war, period. You will win the war. We are more than conquerors through Christ, and you are on the winning side if you are serving the Lord Jesus Christ, but that does not mean you're going to win every battle. Your life will have setbacks, and some of the setbacks that you face won't even make sense. I mean, when you're reading this in Judges chapter 20, 
It's really just flabbergasting seeing the children of Israel go out in this righteous battle with the Lord on their side and then seeing them lose. What's going on? I mean, other places in Scripture, you see, oh, they lost because they weren't right with God, or oh, they lost because Achan sinned, or oh, they lost because this. You know, they just, they go out, they're doing all the right things, and yet they still lose. Second battle, they lose again. But then, of course, the third battle, God gives them the victory. Because you're always on the winning side when you're serving God, but that does not mean you're not going to face disappointments, setbacks, failures. You're not going to win every round, but you're going to win the fight in general. Look what the Bible says in verse 21. And the children of Benjamin came forth out of Gibeah and destroyed down to the ground of the Israelites that day, 20 and 2,000 men. I mean, it's a major loss, a devastating defeat. It says in verse 22, and the people, the men of Israel, encouraged themselves. You know, that's what we have to do in life is just dust ourselves off and get back up and just encourage ourselves and keep going. Don't despair. Don't give in. You know, the Apostle Paul said over there in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, he said, we're troubled on every side, but we're not distressed. You know, we're not panicking. Everything's falling apart around us. All these enemies are surrounding us, but we're not panicking. We're not in despair. We're persecuted, but we're not forsaken. Yeah, okay, we're cast down, but we're not destroyed. And so he's saying, look, you're going to lose sometimes. You're going to get hurt sometimes. But the difference between those who fail and those who succeed are the people who encourage themselves and get back into the fight and keep on going. Now, a couple different things inspired this sermon that I'm preaching this morning. You know, one was I was just in my personal Bible reading. I was just reading through Judges chapter 20. And this is always just a very powerful chapter to me as I read it. It always really just uh, grips me when I read this chapter because it's just such a shock that they keep getting defeated, even though I've read it so many times. (laughs) But anyway, you know, reading this chapter inspired the sermon. But also thinking about our brethren over at Steadfast Baptist Church out in Dallas, Texas. You know, here you have a church that is preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, that's preaching the whole counsel of God, including things that aren't popular today in our uh, just Christ-forsaking society, our de-Christianized American culture. Uh, the, The things that he's preaching are not acceptable, but it's the word of God that's being preached over there. And if there was ever a time that it was just a no-brainer who's on the right side, when you're looking at on one side, you have literal Satanists and Sodomites trying to get a church, a Bible-believing Baptist church, kicked out of their building, evicted from their building because of the preaching that took place, which I thought we had freedom of speech in America, But yet, in spite of the First Amendment, which gives us the right, which guarantees us the right to practice our religion and to preach the Word of God that was the main influence on many of the founders of our country, for crying out loud, the Bible. It's not like we're Muslim or something. I mean, it's the Bible. It's the book that was brought over on the Mayflower. But, you know, in spite of the fact that we're supposed to have freedom of religion, some satanic, demonic, evil judge in Texas 
who's not honorable, he's dishonorable, he's wicked as hell, got up and said that they're to be evicted, that they're to be evicted from their building. In fact, the sheriff is going to evict them or the constable or whoever is going to be evicting them tomorrow. He's going to be enforcing the eviction tomorrow. They've had to clear out their gear, clear out their stuff. Of course, it's a complete fraud because they have paid a ton of money to upgrade their facility. You know, they signed this long lease. They put tens of thousands of dollars into improving the facility. And then now all of a sudden, not only are they being kicked out because of this demonic judge who hates the word of God, who's going to burn in hell. But not only that, but they have to pay all the attorney fees or something for the landlord. Because the landlord's suing them saying, oh, you violated your lease by preaching the word of God. I mean, I know you're a church. I know we rented a building to a church, but we didn't expect you to actually preach the Bible. And so therefore, you know, they have to pay all these huge, incredible amounts of money. They're being evicted from their building in the United States of America. You know, when we're supposed to have the freedom of speech. Oh, but not that speech, though. Not when you're preaching the word of God against a bunch of filthy faggots. And, you know, if you don't like that word faggot, you should probably just get up and leave right now. And just don't let the door hit you on your way out, you fag-loving idiot. You know, our country is being overrun by the most wicked, degenerate, filthy scum imaginable, and you're worried about me using the word faggot. Okay, idiot, then go down the street to some little soft church, and they'll never get evicted. In fact, they'll never face any persecution because they're not actually following the Bible. But all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer, shall suffer persecution. That's what the Bible says. Today, you have a bunch of watered-down, weak Christians in America who never endure persecution, and they sit back all smug like, oh, well, you know, serves him right for saying what he said. Uh, serves Pastor Anderson right. Serves Pastor Shelley right. Oh, serves Pastor Jimenez right, you know, and they just sit back all smug. Isn't it funny how you never get persecuted because that's not what the Bible said would happen? Isn't it interesting how the Bible said that all that live godly in Christ Jesus will guaranteed suffer persecution and you don't get persecuted. Maybe it's time to start reevaluating your life. Maybe it's time to look in the mirror and figure out which side you're even on, which team you're even on, if you're never getting persecuted as a church. Isn't it funny how all of our friends get persecuted? All of my preacher friends. Why? Because that's the only kind of preachers that I hang out with, the kind who actually do something that are actually a barnstorming, hell-raising, independent Baptist preacher, not some watered-down, little soft-soap, lily-livered, you know, sharing every Sunday morning or something. You know, hey, have you ever read the book of Isaiah? Did you ever read Jeremiah? Have you ever cracked open the book of Ezekiel? Because, you know, what you'll find is that the prophets of God, they ripped some face. And, you know, let's get, you say, well, that's the Old Testament. Well, have you ever read the book of Revelation? Because it's gnarlier than anything in Isaiah, Jeremiah, or Ezekiel. But today, we have Christians who don't want to take a stand, and then they criticize the ones who do take a stand. Folks, you'd have to be a complete idiot to not know who's right here when it's literal Satan worshipers. That's how they're identifying themselves, the people who are trying to get steadfast and have succeeded at getting steadfast evicted from their building 
literally have said we're Satanists. They've said we worship Satan. That's what they've said on the record. And then the landlord claims to be a Christian. And he said he's going to party with these Satanists in Steadfast Building to rejoice over God's people being evicted. So he's going to party with homosexuals and literal Satanists in a church building. And he calls himself a Christian. But you know what? That's Christianity in Texas today. Let me tell you something. You know what Texas is? It's filled with a bunch of fake right wing, fake Republican, fake conservative, fake Christians. That's what it is. Texas is the most overrated state in the union. There, I said it. Well, don't mess with Texas. Well, don't mess with God's people. Don't mess with the Lord. You know, you, you know what? Let me tell you why Texas is so lame. Okay. Let me tell you why Texas is so lame. Because it's filled with a bunch of fake Christians. You know, I'd rather hang around with non-Christians. I'd rather hang around with atheists and agnostics than fake Christians. Than these bunch of pious, fake, right-wing, Republican, Fox News. Because that's who's literally persecuting Steadfast Baptist Church right now. A bunch of conservatives. A bunch of Christians and conservatives. And folks, they're worse. It's better the devil you know than the devil you don't know. I'd rather live in a liberal state where at least I knew where I stood. Not that Arizona's liberal, because it's not. But the point is... You know, I'd rather, I'd rather at least know where I stand than people naming the name of Christ. I'd rather have somebody just tell me that they worship Satan than to claim the name of Jesus Christ as they team up with the Satanists, as they team up with the Sodomites. Folks, at least why don't you just be real? Why don't you just admit what you are, Texas? Bunch of phonies, bunch of devils. And obviously, I understand that there's a righteous remnant in Texas that has not bowed the knee to Baal. There's always a righteous remnant but, you know, that, that, that heartland, you know, America, fake conservative. They're not, Texas isn't conservative. There's no freedom there. Oh, Texas, you know, maybe Texas can break off from the United States and we can have freedom. Folks, if Texas leaves the United States, I'll be like, bye. <laughs> bye. Because they don't want to give freedom. They won't even give freedom to a church in 2022. I don't see California evicting people from their church buildings for preaching the word of God. I don't see Arizona evicting people for preaching the word of God. I don't even see Massachusetts evicting people for preaching the word of God. But isn't it funny how the fake conservative Christian Texas is evicting people for preaching the word of God? It's incredible, isn't it? Folks, how could anyone wonder whose side to be on? Yeah, but he was a little too mean to the sodomites. Burn them! <laughs> So what? <laughs> Whose side are you on? Oh, you're on the side of the sons of Belial. You're on the side of the haters of God, the haters of the Lord. Well, you know what? I'm on the Lord's side. I'm with God's people. If somebody's a little too mean to sodomites, well, I don't even know how that's possible. So, you know, in light of Leviticus 20:13, I don't even see how that's even possible. You know, you, say, you, you spoke too harshly about it. You didn't speak harshly enough. And so we see all this, uh, the, 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 this persecution coming against God's people. And a lot of people would, would, would look at this and say, well, you know, if Steadfast Baptist Church is in the right, then, then why did they get evicted? 
I'll tell you why they got evicted because, you know, just because you're in the right doesn't mean you always win. You know, newsflash, but it's possible that we could be living in the generation when the Lord returns. No man knows the day or the hour, but we could be living in that generation. And let me tell you what the book of Revelation says. It says that the Antichrist will make war against the saints. And you know what it says next? It says the Antichrist will make war with the saints and he will overcome them. So who's going to win, the Antichrist or the saints? The Antichrist is going to win. That's what the Bible says. It says he will make war with the saints and he will overcome them. So we've got this Antichrist landlord, this Antichrist judge, bunch of Antichrist weirdos. And what are they doing? They're making war against Steadfast Baptist Church and they overcame them. So what? So what? Does that mean the Steadfast Baptist Church does not have the Lord on their side? Folks, you need to read Judges 20. Because in Judges chapter 20, we see the biggest no-brainer in the Bible where all of Israel is united and gathered together as one man because they're avenging horrible violence, horrible perversion, and it's so obvious who's on the right side. They're serving the Lord. Benjamin is super wicked. It's the biggest no-brainer ever. And yet, and yet, they lose that battle, but they win the war. Let me tell you something. Steadfast has lost the battle, but they're going to win the war. There's no question about that. They are on the winning side. God's got something better for them. You know, they lost this building. God's got something better for them in the future. We don't know what a day is going to bring forth. We don't know what tomorrow holds. But every time I lose something because of doing right, I always know that God's got something better for me. God's got, because all things work together for good to them that love God and to them that are the called according to his purpose. So that, you know what? They encouraged themselves in Judges chapter 20 and they went to battle again. And you know, that's what steadfast needs to do. They just need to keep fighting. And I'll be like, oh man, I guess we need to rethink our ministry. Nope. Nope. You just need to keep going. Keep on going and let them party and rejoice in your building let them celebrate all the way to hell. But you just keep on fighting the good fight. You just keep on serving the Lord. You just keep on doing what's right. Okay, so just to summarize, and all of you Texans out there, I know there's a lot of you, uh, don't get your, uh, don't form the lynch mob just yet. Um, I will push back on his statement about Texas. Uh, it's not all of Texas. Just like, you know, in Kentucky, uh, you know, we have Louisville, Lexington, and Frankfurt, three of the wickedest cities, you know, in the state. And I think in Texas, you know, where is this church at? Dallas. You know, I've been to Dallas and Austin uh, and San Antonio. It's been 20 years, but they're they're very liberal. So probably it's Dallas, Austin, and San Antonio that really are your problem in Texas, not all of the state. So I'm going to push back on him on that. Um and Houston, Mike said Houston too is very liberal. Now, any big city in any state anywhere is going to be way worse. But remember, Anderson also said there is a remnant of righteous people in Texas that have not bowed the knee to bail. Hey, we'll be back on the other side uh, to cover this church getting evicted on In Plain Sight. Governance has been in the works for generations and would have likely been achieved by now, but for the fact that the globalists left open their Achilles heel. With all their tools, Federal Reserve System, fiat currency, no child left behind, and then common core education introduced to our schools to dumb us down, vaccines, 
pharmaceuticals to lobotomize us, GMO foods, insertion of compromised or bought and paid for politicians, judges, mainstream media propaganda, all pieced together like a puzzle designed to ultimately bring the world under submission. But with all their strategy, they forgot one thing, knowledge. And knowledge is power. With knowledge, their bombardment is nullified. Folks, with that, as brilliant and knowledgeable as you've become, among the wisest audience of any radio audience in the world, and you are, I want you to take a moment to reflect and ask yourself, how much of that knowledge did I obtain from Republic Broadcasting Network? How high has my consciousness been raised since I've been a listener? How fast am I now able to discriminate truth from fake news by being a Republic Broadcasting listener? How clear am I now able to see the world since I've been listening to RBN? Ask yourselves those questions, folks. Then ask yourself, what is that knowledge worth to me? Like my morning coffee, how would I survive without it? A voice of truth and a sea of lies. Do we not all need to make sure it survives? Like public broadcasting, we are now finding we can only survive with listener support. Censorship, advertisers being attacked, truth itself being attacked. It's the only way through this. We at Republic Broadcasting humbly ask you to become a supporter. Look at your budget and make a determination of what Republic Broadcasting is worth to you and what you can afford on a monthly basis. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and pledge 20, 30, 40, 50, if possible, 100 a month or more if it's affordable. Click the Donate button and become a regular monthly donor. Assure both us and yourself that Republic Broadcasting Truth will continue to flow like that morning coffee. The network thanks you. My name is John, I'm the founder of Black Owl Coffee, and I started uh, Black Owl because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumer's house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get, and you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. Welcome back to the show. In Plain Sight, Spiritual Health and Wellness Edition. Um, just a little analyzation, a little analyzing of the sermon clip. One more thing I wanted to mention. He said California um, you know, has never tried to kick a church out of a building over freedom of speech, but they did over COVID. Uh, most of the churches in California closed for long periods of time over COVID restrictions, and but not all of them. Um, there were several that remained open. One in particular, Grace Community Church. That's where uh, John MacArthur pastors. Uh, they stayed open, and of course, the the state uh, threatened them. Uh, but actually, I just read. I was looking this up. Uh, L.A. County paid four hundred thousand dollars to that church uh, because of uh, the church sued them for trying to close them down and suppress their 
freedom of speech. So, uh, yeah, I guess, you know, California did actually close many churches and violate their First Amendment rights. So that that's another area where the pastor Anderson was wrong in his sermon. But other than that, I agreed with the other stuff. And as you know, Anderson is over the top. Uh, he sort of has this over a top approach to sort of match uh, the degeneracy that's coming at you. You know, when you think about, uh, you know, sodomites and trannies adopting children and molesting children and, um, you know, telling little boys to, uh, you know, that they need to remove their penises and become girls and telling girls to inject hormones i mean you know uh, and testosterone for the girls hormones for the boys when you think about just the attack on our children and how blatant and wicked that it is uh you know you can sort of feel the anger that that someone like pastor anderson has who has a platform and who wants to speak out against the sodomites uh the degenerates the literal satan worshipers that are ruining our great country are once once great republic. I wanted to also cover uh, this church that he was speaking of. This is in the Dallas Express, known as the People's Paper. Church evicted after pastor wishes death on LGBTQ people <laughs> in video sermon. So, I mean, we got Anderson's point of view. Let's get the mainstream media's point of view. And we got to take that headline with a grain of salt. This is the mainstream media. This is the media that brought you. Uh, mostly peaceful protests, two weeks to flatten the curb. Um, the election was totally legit and support the Ukraine. That's the same media is is reporting on this church. So take that with a grain of salt as we read this. Right. Take that in mind. A pastor for the Steadfast Baptist Church uh, in Hearst has announced the church was forced to close its doors after receiving a court order on February 25th to evacuate the building. Uh, Tarrant County Judge Don Pearson ruled that Steadfast Baptist had breached its lease agreement, which prohibits making threats or creating a dangerous nuisance. Okay. Now we're starting to see the picture here, the bigger picture of, of how they got this church evicted. It wasn't First Amendment violation per se by the government. But my private property owner was like, yeah, this is in the lease. They can't maybe making threats. All right. But did they make a threat? I mean, that's the question. So back to the article, the church is also responsible for paying 42000 in attorney fees. However, it can appeal the judge's order. Uh, maybe this church should call, call up John MacArthur over at Grace Community in L.A. County Uh and maybe get some money from him. You think John MacArthur would give him a little money? I don't know. The independent Baptists and the Calvinists are sort of at odds with each other. I don't know if that would go down well. But uh, John MacArthur's a Calvinist, by the way. The And uh, this Dallas church is independent Baptist. But at, at the least, perhaps they could follow suit from Grace Community. And perhaps this steadfast Baptist could... Um, you know, try to fight this and take it to the Texas Supreme Court. Maybe they'll get, uh, maybe they'll get a, an overturn of this. Anyway, several videos created by steadfast pastor Jonathan Shelley feature him condemning them in the LGBTQ community, telling women they need to obey men. Oh my gosh! And saying 
rebellious children should be punished. Can you imagine the gall of this guy? Gosh. The eviction was specifically prompted by Shelley's June 2021 video in which he wished death on people who identify as homosexual. The pastor praised a truck driver who plowed through a pride parade in Florida. (laughs) No, no, no. Who plowed through a pride parade in Florida on June 21. The pastor, uh, quoting the pastor, it's great when trucks accidentally go through those, you know, parades, said Shelley. I think only one person died, so hopefully we can hope for more in the future. And this guy's like literal, like, Pastor Hitler. Uh, Later in the footage, he says, I hope they all die, in reference to the man hospitalized in the incident and the greater LGBTQ community. Shelley is adamant that he's not encouraging violent behavior towards those in the LGBTQ community, but claims he is following the Bible's teachings. Interesting. Back on the other side of the break, more commentary and your calls. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. Extendivite 7 Herb Formulation is approved to help maintain cardiovascular health and help lower blood lipid levels in adults. Extendivite is made from hawthorn, garlic, valerian, cayenne, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, and milk thistle. The herbs at Extendivite have been chosen for their ability to help with overall health. Many people have reported improved energy and stamina in just a few months. If you think you could feel just a little bit better, then Extendivite may just be for you. Extendivite is an all-natural supplement. Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two-month supply. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. That's H-E-A-R-T-D-R-O-P dot com. Extend your life with Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we have been building our online store. Well, we have been focusing on bringing you the best talk show host in the country. Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we also want our listeners to have products they can use every day and in times of emergency. 
We have added new products each week to our store. Your support of this network, plus products at the best prices, is a win-win situation. Check out our new store. Go to our website, republicbroadcasting.org, and click on the online store located at the top of our website. Together, we can continue to grow RBN and help our listeners prepare for the future. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on our online store or call us. 800-724-2719, extension 3. 800-724-2719, extension 3. show in plain sight on your spiritual health and wellness edition and um, we just covered steadfast baptist in dallas uh, getting kicked out of uh, their building for uh, supposedly threatening the lgbtq p plus community anyway i want to uh, go on to our callers here we got a lark from texas um, lark welcome to the show how are you doing tonight not too bad. Nice to hear you. Thank I, uh, you. I have to say that I rather concur with Pastor Anderson's uh, observations about Texas. You know, bear in mind <laughs> that I'm not originally from Texas, but my family's been here since 69. Originally in Fort Worth, and I've been in Dallas since 92. I'm very familiar with Hearst. And, uh, I'm familiar with the Dallas Baptist Theological Seminary and Keaton Jakes. And, uh, you know, I've had some uh, correspondence with the former religion editor of the Dallas Morning News. And, uh, you know, we have to remember that C.I. Schofield's church ministry and the building are still standing here in Dallas. It was a 20-year ministry, and the people that are operating the church today are quite proud of that heritage. I also know about uh, John Hagee in uh, San Antonio. I still maintain that San Antonio is the weirdest place I've ever been in my life. But uh, I want to leave y'all with some resources you know, for some older folks, perhaps, that have been looking into these uh, eschatological and theological issues for some time. Perhaps you're familiar mm-hmm. with them, Jeremy, but uh, one is this woman, Barbara Aho, A-H-O, and her website is watchuntoprayer.com. That's hyphenated, watchuntoprayer.com. Barbara Aho is A-H-O. And you can learn a lot about 
uh, John MacArthur, for example, there. I I think there was some <laughs> kind of some skullduggery in that uh, award to his church there in California because this guy is, I mean, he's right there with uh, oh the guy and his wife that wrote the Left Behind series. I mean, these people have all been bought and paid for for a long time. Uh, this includes people like, uh, oh, the crypto-Jewish pastor of the church down there in uh, Houston. I have to think of his name. But uh, the one I want to focus your attention on, too, as far as a, a new resource, a couple of them, if you go into the Wayback Machine, uh archive.org and just type in congregator.net that's that's Bobby Garner he's a very strong Christian he's an engineer by training if he's still alive he'd be about 80 years old today but he he, he stumbled upon communitarianism maybe uh, 15 years ago mm-hmm. and uh, congregator is spelled c-o-n-g-r-e p-a-t-o-r dot net and then finally, uh, I'll leave you with this one. It's called The Communitarian Trap. The address is thecommunitariantrap.blogspot.com. And uh, although uh, the woman who founded that uh, website is not active anymore and doesn't write anymore, the website still remains. And uh, you can do some searches on people like uh, Glenn Beck and uh, uh, John MacArthur. Oh, Joel Osteen is the guy mm. I was thinking of down there in Houston. Wow. Uh, yeah, these, these celebrity pastors across the country, by and large, have been co-opted. You know, it really started with the National Council of Churches extended to the uh, uh, World Council of Churches and uh, now you have these various interfaith conferences and so-called dialogues occurring all over the world and uh, and they have been for some time and the whole idea is uh, so that people can be brought into the fold of utilizing the politically correct language mm-hmm. uh, because frankly it's the church in America that's going to lead us into this new age communitarian system of governance probably more than any other group and I'm sad to say that but that's what I've got for you well, Jeremy I, w- I would agree I mean you're familiar with the horror on the beast in Revelation uh, 17 that's a religious a false religious system that is empowered by the government and that causes all the kings of the earth to commit fornication spiritually. And I, I think that you're absolutely right. It's this church that accepts, you know, all of this uh, LGBTQ and, and all the like and the degeneracy. Um, it could even be the framework of uh, the Catholic Church. I'm not saying that all Catholics are like that. I'm just, what I'm saying is that, you know, the Catholic Church is an example of. Uh, a very, very powerful church that operates like a government 
And that, that false religious system will be something like that. And I do believe American churches are heading that way. I think you're right. Yeah, I, I, I really wish the uh, Christians of this country would actually learn the language of their oppressors. You know, yeah. instead of constantly falling back to uh, only Scripture, because Scripture is, uh, in terms of its understanding and interpretation, is, as we know, been fractured for some time, both within Catholicism and Protestantism. And the truth is, in terms of trying to get my message out for the lot, you know, for the past, you know, dozen years or so, I have found more resistance with Christians than any other group, and it really is unnerving. It really is. Yeah, and I, I think it's what you're speaking of 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 their misrepresentation of Scripture, and and the religious well, systems I'm, built around. Right. Well, that's that's true. That's true. Uh, if, uh, I mean, I'll give you an example. Uh, I mean, try to get 10 people together today and uh, discuss what is and what is not the Constitution. What is a liberal? What is a conservative? You know, what is a neoliberal? What is a neoconservative? Uh, I mean, you can't get people to agree, even in a small circle of 10 strangers, what these words even mean. And this is especially true with interpreting uh, interpreting Scripture. And I know, because, I mean, I was baptized in 1975. I didn't grow up with the Bible in my home. Yeah. So, well, I just thought I'd leave you with those resources in case they're useful. I wrote them all down. I always look up the stuff that you send me. I appreciate it, my friend. All right. Well, uh, carry on, and I do appreciate you. I, I'm a regular listener. Oh, thanks a lot. We'll have you back on soon sometime. It was a good time. Yeah, cool. Good night. All right. Thank you, sir. Yeah, always good to hear from Lark. Um, wealth of information. Yeah, I wanted to sort of cover some political issues here and maybe tie them in with spiritual health and wellness. Uh, talking about the Great Reset, um, I'll mention this just uh, here, here in about a minute or two. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to mention this man, and we might discuss it later. Uh, it depends on how the night goes. Samuel P. Huntington, uh, one of these elite types, uh, died in 2008 at the age of 81. He was a globalist thinker that looked at the situation um, – this new world order and tried to figure out how China would fit into this. And, you know, as we see all nations picking sides here on this uh, Ukrainian conflict, uh, China sort of seems to be taking the world stage. And I, I think that took everyone by surprise. I really think it does because I think the West thought that they could sell out all of their production to China and China would be like their sweatshop, you know, like where the 12 year old uh, Asian kid works for 14 hours a day and has a 30 minute break and a bowl of rice and a glass of water for lunch. Um, and then just keeps on making your Nike shoes. That's what they thought China was going to be like, but China sort of took off and 
surprise them. I think China's a big wrench in the works. And um, I, might, I, might, I might save this for a discussion with Patrick Slattery because there's a lot of uh, uh, geopolitics involved here, a lot of this this whole idea of the uh, Eurasian uh, theme that uh, Huntington talks about. Uh, he has a book called Clash of Civilizations um, where he envisions the, the globe divided up into nine into nine regions based on culture. And the region that he leaves out is Israel. He's got Western, Orthodox, Islamic, Buddhist, Hindu, African, Latin American, Syriac, and Japanese. But what he left out is Israel. So if he included Israel in there, that would be ten regions, right? Interestingly enough, the Bible says that in the last empire there will be uh, in the world empire that the Antichrist takes over, there will be ten kings. Even more interestingly enough, uh, Agenda 21, the UN wants to divide the globe into ten regions. Throwing that out there for maybe a future show, uh, maybe I'll elaborate a little more on the Friday night show. But right now I want to go to the call screen because we're getting more calls in. Dr. Kelly, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Oh. Great. Uh, thank you for taking the quick call. I've got three cool points, and I just wanted to complete the story. You had done a great uh, piece about uh, pancreatitis in people, and you were talking about KFC. And I wanted to also add that the reason that people and their pets who ate the KFC and the jack-in-the-box, and this is in the past, uh, quite a few, you know, uh, several decades of strange things after the GMOs. And when the body doesn't recognize the substance as chicken, per se, the pancreas goes into some crazy overload to try to produce the enzymes to digest the substance. It then gets swollen with the condition uh, pancreatitis. And then I wanted to ask you, what kind of 357 Magnum revolver do you have, sir? Because that's kind of cool to hear you talk about that. And um, Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Right on. Is it uh, the standard barrel, shorty, or blunt line? Six inch. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. One right of the on. original. And... And then my dad gifted me a weapon. Uh, I, I guess we can talk about this. The FBI knows everything about me anyway. Uh, non millimeter, which I'm not a huge fan of, but I'm not going to turn down a, a gift like that. Yeah, yeah, because it's good for training and you want to carry, you know, two or three pieces. The way things are today, young women are being armed, robbed on the bicycle trail between Alpine Meadows and Truckee in the Lake Tahoe area. There's a man who will crash into the woman on her bicycle, on another bicycle, and he will then uh, pull out a knife and rob the woman of her jewels because, you know, they kind of forget, like, oh, oh, I should wear my jewels while I go on the bicycle trail. And uh, it's kind of unfortunate, but, um, yeah, so... People need to be trained in everything, whether it's a fixed blade, a folding blade. You need to be packing heat, mamas, in California. 
not just your open carry sisters in Nevada. And uh, just wanted to uh, pop up with those couple of things. And thank you for your work. That's it. Thank you for your call, Dr. Kelly. Always good to hear from you. Crash my uh, health and wellness Friday night anytime. So. Okay. All right. I, I will do. And uh, thank you again. I appreciate it. And on. Take care. Thank you. All right. So, yeah, we got just a few minutes before the break. Um, two great callers tonight. Actually, uh, two callers that are really great co-hosts. Uh, Lark used to have a show uh, on RBN. I'm sure a lot of you old-timers remember. And then uh, Dr. Kelly is the host of Grand Jury Reawakening that airs 12 noon Saturday. That's Central Time. Um, I'm a Central Time kind of guy. So uh, Saturday, you know, you should, uh, as you're doing yard work or whatever it is you do on a Saturday, fishing, whatever, um, turn on some RBN. Catch the weekend hosts uh it's a good time so i guess i'll get back to this clash of civilizations um i planned on covering some of it and again i might i might delve into it a little bit more uh with patrick to get his take on this but yeah written by an old school globalist an old school globalist uh this Huntington guy, Samuel P. Huntington. And these are the kind of people that sort of sat around and planned things. Um, as you know, I do believe there are many, many plans that are made. They don't always come to fruition, but some plans do, uh, like the project for the new American century in the nineties planned out a mm, Pearl Harbor type event that would rally the American people into going to war in the Middle East, uh, you know, and bringing us into this whatever new world order uh, project for American century. Perfect example of a think tank that made a plan and then executed the plan, right? 9-11, voila, uh, with the CIA and Mossad's fingerprints all over it, as well as many, many, many other uh, Zionist type uh, individuals that made money off of that off of the scrap so anyway we'll, we'll discuss this more on the other side of these plans and, uh, and, and plan A's and plan B's and plan C's and D's after the break so Mike get off this anti-cicada agenda I'm a born again traditional Christian and my favorite possessions are right here on my nightstand that would be the King James Bible and my 357 revolver I'd rather be ruled by Chinamen than Jews. Cool it with the anti-Semitic remarks, right? Just because you steal an election and terminate the Republic doesn't mean you terminate the people in the Republic, because we're still here. I'm not taking the vaccine. you, Bill Gates. There was a way forward still on January 6th. What needed to be done is to object to every single state. The COVID-19 virus was the setup. The vaccine could very well be a bioweapon. The Patrick and Jeremy Show, Tuesday at 9 Central and Wednesday at 1 Central. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? 
A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. The reviews for Extendivite are amazing. Amazon customer, it's amazing. I just ordered my second bottle. In one month, my blood pressure dropped significantly. I no longer get chest pain after I exercise. The reviews are spot on. My target is to get off of BP meds, and if it keeps going like this, I see a light at the end of the tunnel. Amazon customer, Extendivite works great. This product has made my blood pressure and cholesterol stable. I highly recommend it. Amazon customer, excellent herbal formula. I've been using it to keep my cardiovascular system fine-tuned. Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two-month supply. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. That's H-E-A-R-T-D-R-O-P.com. Extend your life with segment of in plain sight spiritual health and wellness and just throwing a little uh little geopolitics in there with your uh with your religious content because they do they they do uh they do intertwine so clash of civilizations book by uh huntington um samuel p huntington just reading from the descript of it um you know Basically, his thesis is that people's cultural and religious identities um, will result in conflict in post-Cold War era. Uh, You know, post-Cold War era, meaning like the 70s and 80s is when he was making these observations. Uh, He argued that countries would basically uh, divide themselves into cultures, so national boundaries would give way to cultural uh, and he doesn't say this but I'm thinking that he sort of was implying racial boundaries too uh, even though he didn't explicitly say that but um, he mentioned racial identities in his breakdown uh, of the globe as well as religious uh, he proposed this in 1992 he lectured at the American Enterprise Institute uh, which 
developed a 1993 foreign affairs article called The Clash of Civilizations. All right, that was response uh, to uh, one of his former students, uh, I guess Francis Fukuyama's book, uh, End of History and the Last Man. So Huntington later uh, expanded his title, I think it was 96, and he called it The Clash of Civilizations and the Remaking of World Order. And I would imagine that he did um, base his retitling and his re-envisioning after the events of the first Gulf War. So once again, this is an old-school global elite type you know, when we talk about they and them and they're planning this and they're making plans for that and, you know, they want us to do this. When I say they, I'm talking to people like about people like Huntington. You know, he's your Klaus Schwab types. Um, maybe even, you know, you're more uh, in your face like Bill Gates types. Uh, and then when you get into people like Elon Musk and uh, the Amazon guy. Uh, Jeff something, I don't know, let's just call him Jeff Oligarch. You know, those guys are more just in the public eye, and they're probably peons compared to who really uh, tries to make the plans. But people like this Huntington, I mean, they're very intelligent, very well studied, and very grounded, and very not homo, okay? And these people are dying now, and, and they're children and grandchildren are inheriting their power and their children and grandchildren are very degenerate and unhinged and that's why you're seeing chaos on a global scale anyway we are out of time i'll be back tomorrow night with the heavyweight champion of red pills uh william right hook repel uh so tune in on in plain sight tomorrow night y'all stay classy Tom Bolton for Ease Off. I know so many of you are finding our EZ4 Carcass Drop and Lift an essential tool for your meat processing operation, but today I want to spotlight four of our new products. First, our right height hog cradles with steel or aluminum frames. Our customers love this back-saving innovation that enhances sanitation and speeds production. Next, our beef cradles with stainless steel or aluminum frames eliminate rust and corrosion. We hope you'll compare our quality and prices for this essential part of your processing line. Our cradles are especially effective when used with our power skinner. And finally, our hook tumbler will keep your hooks clean and polished. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC. 417-932-6419. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth.